Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Poolside Perspectives Podcast. I am Kevin Woodhurst, and with me is my good friend, Mike Farley, and we're so glad you found this podcast. Together, we have been homeowner advocates in outdoor living and the pool industry for over 30 years. So we understand the challenges you face creating your backyard paradise. We know your curiosity is not enough to ensure your success. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about the design process and practical steps to help you create that space. We'll have some fun mixed in with it, some aha moments, and this is no fluff. No one has time for that. So we're going to get serious and get very particular about all of these topics. Whether you are a new homeowner with your first remodel or a seasoned homeowner competing your last dream home, we are here to help you end up with what you dreamed of. From pools to patios, pizza ovens to pergolas, porcelain to pumps, pool party to permits, ping pong tables to the processes to your paradise. This is straight talk and action steps. Let's get started. So this is Mike Farley, and I'm here with Kevin Woodhurst, and we're going to start another episode of Poolside Perspective Podcast tonight. And we've got an interesting subject to cover because of some of the things I've been diving into. But what we're going to cover is fun. Absolutely. That sounds like fun. But because we're a Poolside Perspective Podcast, it's going to be outside fun. Yes, absolutely. So let's get her done. I was doing some research for the podcast, and one of the things that I was suggested by my daughter was we should have some kind of rhythm to this according to seasons. And so she said, you should find out what is relevant to what time of year your podcast is going to come out. And I said, oh, well, that's okay. And we started talking and we were talking about those days. It seems like there's something celebrated every day. It's there nat- is. National Ice Cream Day. Right. There's Rainbow Cloud Day. There's National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Okay. So yes. there's all these days. And I was like, there's got to be a list mm-hmm. of all these days. And so I told Trey, I said, Trey, I need to find out about the days that relate to outdoor living. He came back and told me, he said, there's outdoor living for Play Outdoors Day. And I said, what day is that? And he said, it's every Saturday, the first Saturday of a month. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I started doing some reading on outdoor play day, the first Saturday of the month. And one of the things that came up in several different of these articles is that there was high recommendations for a certain amount of time that you needed to spend outside. That's interesting. Yeah. So it tied into mental health. Yes, no doubt. And they said, if you need to get out of your house and be in fresh air and experience some sunshine or even go outside, sit on your porch if it's even raining, but just to be outside mm-hmm. and separate yourself. Now, they said that the minutes don't count if you're on your phone. Good point. Okay. Or some sort of electronic device of any sort. Well, it's I just, guess if you're reading a Kindle or something, you're just enjoying being outside. Right. But it basically came down to you needed to be playing outside. So. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because I started thinking about this, and as an adult, I don't play a whole lot. As a kid, I played, but to think about as an adult playing, and and it basically said, you just need to take a few minutes, break here and there, and go outside and enjoy yourself. So I started thinking about this as because their recommendations is it helped you create activity, so that was good for your body, okay? A lot of times you'll interact with somebody outside, so socializing is not a bad thing. Well, not only that, as adults, these are examples we can set for our kids. You know, both you and I are in our 60s now, so we remember growing up in the 70s and 80s 
when we were literally outside all the time. Well, we got locked outside. It was like, don't, That's come, true. don't come back until I call you for dinner. <laughs> right. Just elaborating a little bit on what you're talking about, because as you know, I've been on a health and wellness journey for the last seven, eight months, if not longer than that. And one of the things that I learned this past year is how important it is to ground yourself outdoors, which means going out and taking your shoes and your socks off and just getting your feet in touch with the ground. There's actually a health benefit to that. Oh, well, without a doubt. And it's a lot of things that you think about. The challenge always comes up, at least at my house, is when we talk about let's go do something, the comment is generally, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Oh, that's the answer I get too. And, and so it's back and forth. And it's back and forth. I'm pretty like, sure nobody knows what they want to do. They don't know what we want to do. So we're going to give you a list today. So here's You're a, great with lists. So here's a list of things that we can do. I've got a whole long list of things that we can do outside for fun, but do you want to start with something that might pop into your head at the very beginning? There's just so much to do outside and just being outside. The sun is just good for us. The rays of the sun, breathing fresh air. You know, you get cooped up in your home for very long. It could start affecting your mental health, especially if it's over a long period of time. And because the show is so much more about just swimming pools, but also health and wellness, I mean, it just makes sense, especially if these, and here's the deal. You don't have to have a $100,000 or $500,000 backyard in order to do this. Oh, no. You can do all kinds of stuff. And I just think it sets a precedence for our children to get off their play devices, especially their video games and everything else, which is important. And, you know, I recognize that's just part of lifestyle nowadays, but they need their time outdoors as well. Almost definitely. So... It's great for kids, but like you said, we adults can set an example well, and, and also a big have kid anyway. You know, we can also have fun too. Yeah. So when I graduated from college on the back of my gown, I would walk up a row and people would laugh and then I'd walk up another row and people would laugh and I got up to the dean and he's like, What kind of trick are you pulling now, Farley? And I turned around and he was like, Oh my goodness. On the back of my gown I put in big block letters, Does this mean I have to grow up now? And my answer was no. And you didn't. And so we go from here. There was all kinds of things that we can do outside, and it doesn't need a structure or certain facilities to have that. Now, there are some things that you can do that are really cool to do. If you just have a patio, there's a whole lot of things you can do just out on your patio. Mm -hmm. You know, so your patio requires, oh, you need a couple of chairs. Some people are like, I don't have patio furniture. Take a couple of kitchen chairs outside and sit. A yoga mat doesn't cost a whole bunch. Yoga mat And you doesn't. can learn a lot on the mat, let me just tell you. And you can get some pretty nice chairs at even Walmart for mm -hmm. a few dollars. This time of year, they may not have them on sale, but they'll be coming back soon. But just sitting out in the space, one of the things that I'm trying to do more of this year is just take a few minutes and meditate. So good for you. That's awesome. I'm starting small, just five minutes a day just to go out and enjoy that. Well, space. it's hard because part of meditation is blocking out literally everything, if not everything. Our lives are very busy and there's all kinds of stuff going on. People are pretty wound up anymore. That time is super important. And, you know, I highly encourage anybody to start with those baby steps. I mean, that's how we do anything. Oh, sure. But I can sit out there and I can read a book too. So lots to learn. I got a new book just recently, but it's nothing about education. So I enjoy a good fiction story now and then. So mm -hmm. I have to try that out here soon. But one thing sitting out there is you can just draw. Do you like to draw things? Oh, I love to draw. I've been drawing. I used to get in trouble so much in school because 
I was drawing all the time. My creative mind started long ago. Now, one thing that I think would fit in with my family is we could sit out there and you can hang a sheet on the side of a wall and you can put a projector out there and you can have movie night. That's so. an inexpensive way to do it for sure. And I've seen advertised, I mean, some of these little tiny projectors that can do that. And I think just not only whatever the content of the movie is, but just sitting out there with your family, with everybody enjoying it. That's good. That's good for the soul. Yeah, it takes it out of a different realm than sitting inside doing the same thing all the time. And we talked about some of those other things seasonally, even if it's cold, you can get some blankets and everybody cuddle up and it's a fun thing, cook some popcorn, have some s'mores. Another thing, just sitting outside, you can journal. Yes, I'm learning to journal better, especially this past year because of everything. But even watching my wife, who's insanely organized, she has a journal for almost everything. And she's just in a habit, very much like you, with your iPad, of just writing everything down. And I've taken note to all of it. And that's one of the things that for this year, at least, I want to work on. And for me, that's baby step things. I'm not necessarily accustomed to making lots of notes and, and having massive lists of things to do because my brain worked pretty good up until not that long ago. And so now I've got to adjust to it. See, my brain failed earlier. So um, that's why I had to start journaling. Mm -hmm. If I can't remember where I put things, then I got to write it down. One thing it said you could do on your back patio is you could host a tea party. I've never been to a tea party. How about you? I haven't. I've never been to a tea party. No, I'm not going to say that. When my daughter Sarah was little, really little, from time to time, we would have a little tea party in her room with her little kitchenette and stuff like that. And she would do what little girls do. She just wanted to entertain her daddy. But those were good times. Yeah. That's the only kind of tea party I've ever been to. I don't even think my girls did that. Of course, the problem is we raised Chelsea when she was born. We were like, what do we do with a girl? Because I had one girl cousin and Laura had 26 boy cousins. And neither one of us knew what to do with a girl. So we just said, we'll treat her like a boy. So Chelsea's the ultimate tomboy. Then Johnny came out and was like, no, these things don't go that way. I pretty much grew up with a single mom and three sisters. Oh, okay. The only male around. Gotcha. So you probably had to endure a few tea parties. I didn't endure a lot more than that, but it was <laughs> well, good. My mom did a great job. So this is more my style. Have a barbecue. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You know, so let's sit outside and have a barbecue. And if you can have a barbecue, then let's have a bonfire. That's a fire pit out of control. Or maybe you're using just natural wood. But even in the backyard, there's so many things you can make a fire pit out. I mean, you can cut a barrel in half. That'll work for quite a while. Just to cook the s'mores out there and just be around the fire. We talked about this actually on last week's episode or on another episode and just being outside. So we grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. So we just dug a hole. And there you go. That works too. We just dug a hole in the ground. It works. And put the wood in it and lit it on fire. And for some reason, even without great ventilation and airflow, it burned still. And we, we were able to cook our s'mores. Yeah. You don't even have to have a container to do that. So... Some other things that you might want to do with the patio furniture is, I was always a big fan of this as a kid, is you could build a fort. Okay, so you can throw a couple sheets over the top of it. And, kids love that. Oh, yeah. My grandkids love it. You can just build a fort out there. Now, if you're really enterprising, which my dad, one of the coolest things he ever did for me is he built me a tree fort. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you that was pretty amazing. That was cool. As a kid, that was a great place for me to go hang out. And you know, enjoy. I have seen some around here just driving around. And I'm not so certain that I didn't see one not that long ago 
on Continental and South Lake that looked like it, there was an AC unit installed on it. Oh, have you ever watched the Tree Fort television show? I don't remember what it's called. I have not heard of that, but I oh. bet you it's probably pretty awesome. I mean, these people aren't building tree forts. They're building houses and trees. It's everything that you see in a house. It's up above the ground in a tree. Mm-hmm. And so there's some amazing things. Yeah, we'll have to hook up with a guy that does that kind of but stuff. But even being up in a tree on some sort of platform, that's cool. You're up above everything. You can see what's going on. That's exciting for kids. Oh, to me. Exciting for me. Just to climb a tree was fun. Luckily, I was one of those kids that was blessed by never falling out of the tree. Nicely done. Versus I know others that had a problem with Yeah, I've had a problem with falling. Okay, I had a question that came up from an outdoor living project, and there's twofold to this. They have a question, and they wanted something to find. So this will be all in one encompassing one. So okay. we'll have a word, poolside perspective, podcast, vocabulary lesson, and a question all at once. Shoot. Okay. So Carrie from South Lake asked, the first thing was, what's the difference between a hip, a gable, and a shed roof? Okay. So a shed roof would have really just one plane. It wouldn't be flat. It would just slope down in one spot. So it's usually... As you approach the structure, the higher points usually at the front. Typically. It would so, make sense to be that way, yeah. Or it, it could be, depending on how you design it architecturally, it could be on the side. It could be interesting, especially if you're dealing with a home with the mid-century design. Frank Lloyd Wright stuff from way back when. There was some cool stuff back then that had very different pitches that are now all of a sudden becoming and have become popular the last few years. So I would say with a lot of the modern structures... They're typically a shed roof. Mm -hmm. And we're going to include pictures in this week's pictures that we put out that will define this a little bit better. Or the episode in the question. Yes. And I think that we'll have to put definitely a question glossary where you could just scroll down through the questions and go, hey, I wonder what that is. Yeah. Then a gable, I always describe that as the TP. So you have two sides that go all the way down. It goes up to a pitch. But then you can look into it. It's like a, a letter B upside down. I walked away from the mic. You couldn't hear me probably. <laughs> yeah, you did. So A lot of churches are built that way. Yeah, so you have a main ridge mm-hmm. that goes across the whole thing, and then it's Center. open so you can see into it. When I do structures, I don't like that one as much because I don't like structures like that as much because you're exposed a little mm-hmm. bit more from the openings that are totally, there's less roof structure there. Right, but you see a lot of them here because there's a lot of post and beam structures here where that open area is a design aesthetic to the project with the big open beams. One thing that I like to use it for when I have a gable opening is if I'm trying not to block a view of something. So I'm looking out from the house and I can actually see through this structure to like the golf course behind. So I want to keep that view open. I want to block it by a bunch of roofing a great consideration and ties right into our questions and what we've talked about. Yeah. So now a hip, how would you describe a hip? Hip's going to have at least a couple of different planes on it. So you're going to have the TP effect, but instead of having it open, it's going to angle down. Another piece of the roof's going to come down a little bit differently. So if you could imagine a square box and the top of the roof is in the center and all of the sides slope down, that would be what we're talking about. You picked a piece of cloth up in the middle and lifted yeah. it. It would be 
planes going in the four directions, that would be like a hip situation. That's a good analogy for sure. And very often we're taking into consideration just the architecture of what we have to work with. So a lot of times when you look on the house, and although I've seen houses that have both, they might have gable roof and multiple combinations, different accents and things like that. But what a lot of times you're trying to do is, as you said, tie into the existing architecture so it all fits and makes it look like it belongs. So along with the definition of the roofing, there's a post that supports the roof. Okay. And on this particular project, we were doing a stub column. So you're talking about a part of the column might be CMU block or might be some other material. And then you've got the wood beam coming up in the middle of it or attached to it. Or we can even take like steel structures and make it look like the same thing. Right. So wrap the steel. Yeah. So it's basically a piece of masonry that is a boot around the, the bottom of the post. Usually what, 36 inches, something like that? I like 36 inches because it's the height of a countertop. So now I can use it as a mini counter. So if you've Good got idea. a large gathering, people can put a plate on the edge of it, that type of thing. A lot of times it's about nine inches around the surrounding the post. So it's a, or a little drink platform. So mm-hmm. the worst ones though, I think are about 18 inches high. Yeah, because they don't serve a whole lot of purpose. I hit my shins all the time on those. They're not in my peripheral vision as mm-hmm. I'm walking around. and I'm bad enough just walking around, not tripping over things, but banging my shins on stuff is no fun. So if it's at 36, sometimes I've done them at 42. Which 42 is, is bar height. Bar height. Those are very nice setups. And sometimes when you do a post, the post doesn't have enough mass to it to support the structure. And so it almost looks like it's under out of scale and proportion. So Mm -hmm. this adds something. And some people don't want to do a full masonry column to the top, but they like to have some accent to it. Typically, maybe typically is not the right word to use, but oftentimes that post still extends all the way down into the ground, into a footing. But I guess that raised column is essentially some level of a footing that post could be attached to. So a lot of the ones that we do, we're going to have actually a stirrup that goes into the footing Mm -hmm. and that post doesn't go into it and that way it doesn't have a problem with rotting get the wood off the ground it gets the wood off the ground but the masonry also hides the hardware of that that's supporting that post so Mm -hmm. that's something nice too to just make a nice clean look yeah definitely things you can play with on it for sure yeah so anyway i think that's a pretty good answer yeah i like it so thank you very much absolutely thank you carrie we'll answer your questions and Also, try to come up with some answers for some words that don't make sense. Just if you could post those on any of our social media platforms or on our website, we'll get those answers for you as well. Thank you in advance for doing so. Likewise. So one thing that always helps us in the process as we go through these things is if you could give us a review on Apple, that's something that's extremely helpful. You can write a comment or there's rankings as well. That would be a awesome gift to us as well. Yeah, and I want to make a public service announcement. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So one of the things that's very annoying to me is when I provide contact information or an email address for something, I am inundated with a plethora of nonstop marketing that never stops. And I am committed to not sell the information that we get. People are signing up for stuff or liking our pages. There is no way out of me that information is going to be passed along. 
In fact, I posted not that long ago on LinkedIn, which maybe wasn't the best platform to do this. But if you're only connecting with me to try to sell me something or to make some sort of pitch or inundate me with automatic messages, especially the moment I click on it, so I already know that it's automated, I'm either going to block or ignore you. And so I just want to say that at least for me, thinking Mike is on board with this, there's not any plans of selling anybody's information or marketing in any way that would ever put you in that sort of position. So that's why I'm saying if you just want to give us the question on our social media platforms, there's no email required to do that. And that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So thanks again. Absolutely. Along with the fort type situation is you can go camping in your backyard. Yep. A lot of people are like to go to the park and for the weekend and the whole setup. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of a production. You just go in the backyard and set up a tent. It can be a lot of fun. You can cook out on the stove there and have a fire pit and cook your s'mores are a common theme here with just about everything. But that can be a, a great amount of fun. You could actually even hang up a hammock while you're out there camping or you could just leave the hammock up. How about a zip line in your backyard? A zip line? Oh, uh, might be short unless you have a massive property. Yeah, we did that. In Cancun or down in Mexico, there is a pit and it's a giant hole in the ground and there is a big, huge pond and lake and it's a destination place. But there is a zip line in there and it stops and it actually flips you into the water because you're flying down the zip line oh, and all of a sudden it hit just the stopper. stops you hit and you the stopper. go flying. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Yes, as long as there's water there. True. I've seen experiences where there wasn't. That's not a good situation. One of the pools that I have seen many pictures of in Phoenix, they had a zip line, a fort, they had a platform to jump off of. They had a big giant pole with a rope swing on it that kids swing down into the pool. There's plenty of stuff and we can get super creative. Oh, yeah. One thing, just sitting outside, you can watch the sunrise or the sunset. Which is therapeutic. Oh, yeah. And if you're in a dark enough place, stargazing a telescope. Most definitely. That's something, that, especially if you're in an outer area where you don't have as much of the white light that's interfering, you can see some really cool stuff. But if you can't see stars because you don't have a telescope, you can just look at birds. So that was my grandfather's favorite thing to do was sit and he had several feeders outside. One of the things you could also do is you could make a bird feeder mm -hmm. and set it up so some birds could come hang out. Well, since we talked about this previously, I have noticed the birds far more since we discussed it. And now we're talking about February, which is National Bird Feeding Month. And there's just not a lot of vegetation and stuff going on. And they're looking for shelter and food. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You gather quite a crowd once you start feeding the crowd. Just when you start feeding teenagers, it's amazing how many show up. This is something that comes close to me being, I have a degree in landscape architecture, is to plant something. Now, you can plant a lot of different things. You can plant a tree. You can plant a garden. You could plant herbs. You could plant beans. Beans were something my grandfather used to plant. He'd do this little teepee thing and plant beans, and they'd grow over the top of them, and then we could hang out underneath the little teepee thing. So, Like lentil beans and stuff like that? Yeah. So anyway, it was fun. Another thing you could do is you could start weeding your garden in anticipation of the spring and planting stuff. And while you're out there physically weeding your garden at your house, you can also start working on your mind and weeding some of that stuff that you need to let go of. Well, that's always a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a yoga mat earlier. Mm -hmm. You could just do yoga outside. 
There was a time when I said, yeah, I'm not a yoga guy. There's no way I would ever do yoga. Yoga is this, yoga is that. All the way up until I did it and got into an instructor program and started understanding what it was all about. And I will tell you, it changed my life. Oh, it, it can do some amazing things to heal your body and yes. some mind. things with mind as well. So. There's way more to it than a lot of people will give credence to it on the surface. Or more, just like a lot of things. Generally, most everything. Yes, I would agree. So if you don't want to do uh, yoga, you could just simply work out outside. Stretch. Okay. Yeah. Great time to stretch. And there's all kinds of different ways that you can use different things within your yard to hang on to, to hold up. You can get a workout with literally not a whole lot. And you can use your body as a force of resistance as well. So there's really no excuses. Oh, yeah. You don't need weights or anything Mm -hmm. like that. No. In fact, better on your joints to start with if you don't do something like that. So it's like water aerobics in our swimming pools. Water aerobics. Yeah. So speaking of water, we could have a water balloon fight. Yes. We did plenty of those. Those are fun. Yeah. They've got some pretty cool mechanisms to make them faster than they used to be. Able you mean to. trying to wrap it around the garden hose and turn it off in time? Yeah. Those were the good old days. They were fun. We could still have uh, fun doing that. So for the artistic people, you could just simply paint. You could paint a lot of different things. Painting rocks is a trend now in actually going out and putting those painted rocks in different places. Some people paint messages on them. In our neighborhood, in the foothills in Phoenix, somebody does that. And so when we would walk the dogs or walk, it would be funny. We'd find them in the oddest places and it might say gratitude or it might say whatever it is, whatever message they're trying to get across. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Some people like to paint pots that they're going to plant in Mm -hmm. when some people just want to do sidewalk art with chalk. Yeah. Kids love that. Oh, yeah. So it was interesting. I was watching a video about a guy that did, he had the neighbor boy would ride up on his driveway every day when he was walking by. So this guy went out and drew a little racetrack on the thing. So the boy would come up and ride through the racetrack as he went around and then he started changing the racetrack every day. And so it was a big deal. And then all kinds of neighbor kids started coming and riding up and down in the sure. driveway. So sometimes it's just simple. Let's do some cool stuff out there. While we're at it, you could simply make a, a checkerboard and play outside checkers. Get some, yeah, uh, you could use the cornhole bags and just do a, what's it called? Where you, the crossword or... Tic-tac-toe? No, not tic-tac-toe, but with the X's and O's. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here. Tic-tac-toe. Is that tic-tac-toe? That's tic-tac-toe. All right, Kevin. And use the beanbags to mark everything. Oh, yeah. While you're at it, you could play hopscotch if you, Mm -hmm. my wife's, but I might fall. I'm not quite as coordinated as I used to be. You played a lot of hopscotch growing up, didn't you? Not much. (laughs) I was the guy that we just went out and rode our bikes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I have so many bicycle stories. I could go on forever. Which technology today offers some other cool things you could do. So I know this one's up your alley. You could go fly a drone. Yes. Yes. There's something about that perspective up high that I love. I obviously was in the Air Force. I can fly. I spent some time getting my private pilot's license and going through that whole program, but I just don't do it a whole lot. But the drone gives you a completely different perspective and it's fun. I use them for work and I use them for sometimes I just want to go fly the darn thing. Make a little obstacle course. And there are some people, I'm not necessarily a great drone flyer, 
but some of the obstacle courses that these guys have created and how good they are, yeah. I can't imagine that. Some of these kids can text with their phone in their pocket and just sit there and hit the buttons. And I'm just like, how? What's anything else? They just get used to it. My son Mitchell, he, he likes playing video games and stuff like that. And those guys are so fast, I couldn't even remotely try to play. And games weren't really my thing anyway. Pinball machines were. Was a thing. Yes, most definitely. I never got into much of them because they required a quarter and I didn't have many of those. So mm. when I was in college, I got into Pac-Man because at that point I was making more money. That's the time I was stationed in England and was playing Pac-Man and Missile Command and getting into pinball okay. and darts. But now we're inside. We're supposed to be outside. Fair enough. You can play darts outside. You can play darts outside. Yes, it's probably a better place to play darts outside. Probably. Yeah. I miss the lawn darts. Yeah. They disappeared probably because somebody got impaled. Right. It's not funny that happened, but they were fun. Oh, yeah. Pretty big. You could build a sandcastle. Now, sandcastles have a lot of different meanings to different people. To me, I was like, okay, you get the pail and you fill it up and you make a castle and you do a little carving on it. But today's sandcastles, if you ever see some of these sandcastle competitions, are a whole different thing. But in those places, it seems to me, and I could be wrong, that there's an adequate supply of sand. Well, yeah, you could have some sand in your backyard. Mm -hmm. so Like a sand pit for the people to play in, sure. Yeah, but anyway, you can be quite creative with some of those things. So uh, I know they have one down in uh, Padre every year that Brian, our rep, goes down to just to see the sand castles and the competitions down there. Brian Handy? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So anyway. If you're outside, you don't have a pile of sand. Maybe you have a bunch of clover and you could find a four-leaf clover. That's something I've never done. You've never done that? Mm -mm. I've actually done that. I guess I had a boring childhood. I was laying there. Well, you grew up in Abilene, right? Oh, no, not in Abilene. I grew up in New Jersey. Oh, that's right. That's and then right. It, where it did rain. That's where you learned to surf. The ocean was right there, yes. It was the place that they had surfing on the East Coast. Then I moved to Lubbock when I was 12. Lubbock. Yes. Different from Abilene, but. It's, well, I still don't have the geography correct here in, in Texas because it's, it's so darn big. It's the hub of the plains, which mm. means it's the biggest thing from Dallas to Albuquerque. You know, going back to the treehouse thing. Yeah. I've seen here and years ago, I was a dealer and an installer for Rainbow Play System. And they had some amazing play systems, but I've always typically worked two or three jobs anyway because I just like working. And you, know, you could build a play structure for your kids. YouTube now, as I was explaining to my son Mitchell, because he's getting into woodworking and spending more time in his garage, which makes me happy because that's where I like being is in the garage. It's outside, but you're undercover a little bit. But there's just all kinds of resources to get ideas to do things. Oh, yeah. I don't know how. When we were growing up, we had parents and grandparents so we could ask a lot of questions to, to figure things out. Now, the problem is, I was at the beginning of the stage where parents split, mm -hmm. and so there was nobody to ask those type of questions. I hear you. So it's cool now. I've learned to look at YouTube as a resource for things, but if you can't get the wisdom of an adult, YouTube's the next best thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of building some things, you could simply hang a tire from a tree. Yes. And build a swing that way. So that still works. Horseshoes. I would imagine there's got to be all kinds of horseshoe pits here, but I've yet to see one. And if lawn darts aren't still legal or able to be used, then what about getting rung by a horseshoe? 
Well, it's funny. I guess the change of that is they came out with cornhole because you could hit someone with that and not ring their bell. True. Yeah, I haven't seen a horseshoe pit, but growing up, that was a family reunion event is if you got lucky enough to cut in on the horseshoe. Well, and the thing is even getting out there and being engaged with other people and playing a game or something like that, it just can be fun. You can turn it into all sorts of hilarious, fun stuff. And my sisters who visited me in Phoenix quite a bit, we'd play cornhole, but we'd oftentimes the pool was sort in the way and these bags would end up in the pool and I would just look at them and go, how? Why is it in the pool? You know, we just would tease each other, but cornhole's lots of fun. It's a good game. No, it's a lot of fun. Other games that we might be able to do, just simply play hide and seek. Or the other way we used to do it, which was fun, is we called it sardines, where when you find somebody, then you stayed there. And then you see who the last person is that finds everybody. I'm thinking about playing hide and seek with the kids and being a parent. It's pretty funny and, and endearing to hear daddy or mommy or whatever it is. But when kids hide, daddy, did you find me yet? Did you find me yet? Not yet. It should be pretty easy now. <laughs> Much easier it was a minute ago. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, you could play I Spy, see if other people can. We played war games too. You pretended like you were a soldier. You didn't go hide around, do all that stuff. That was fun with the neighborhood kids. Yeah. So board games, like my mind just went blank. Well, uh, I didn't say board games. I said war games. War games. Where you like, you pretend you're a hunter or you pretend... You're the enemy and you're trying to track each other down and you use your fingers. And I recognize that is what it is. We had fun doing it. Oh, yeah. It was different days and we had different fun. And really, is it too hot or cold out? At some point, it just becomes an excuse. Or your activity may change. Absolutely. So when there's snow on the ground, then it was instead of water balloons, it was a snowball fight. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting a sheet over the lawn furniture where you're building an igloo, to hide out in we i can remember setting up plastic bowling pins and a bowling ball yes. and playing that outdoors but then the ball would end up three quarters of the way down the street and you'd play a few times you're like oh, okay this isn't fun well one of the things they suggested today because everybody has water bottles is you use the water bottle and you just use a tennis ball and you can still bowl so versus mm-hmm. i had the plastic bowling set i know exactly what you're talking Colored about one. yeah so anyway But my dad was a big bowler, so that was a really cool thing to do. But water bottles with tennis ball would work pretty good, too. So one of the things that is very commonly I see in backyards today that seems to be enjoyed a lot is a trampoline. Absolutely. Yeah. So my wife wanted me to put an asterisk by this because she was a gymnastics coach, and her feeling was the only trampoline you could play on was the one at the gym, not at the one at the house. I was always like, why? She's like, well, that's because the number one injury in people's homes is on a trampoline. Makes sense. And it wasn't because there were multiple people, because some one person's bouncing. He says when there's multiple people bouncing, and that's where people get hurt. Because I was talking about you can have a trampoline that's sunken into the ground and you can't fall off of it. I was going to ask you if you do a whole lot of those here because of the water and the rain, and you've got to figure out a way to deal with the water. And in Phoenix, I did a few of them. I Longtime friend Andrew, who used to be a rep at ANA, he started a company building kits for in ground trampolines. Right. And they seem to be doing pretty well. I haven't talked to him for a few years, but do you guys do a lot of those? We don't do a lot. Usually, where I do one is where there's a hillside 
and I can put a gravity drain out of it. Out of it. Right. And otherwise, if you do a sunken one and you have a hole and you don't get the water out, then you're breeding mosquitoes and it's a mess. And, and who knows know. what's making a cave out of it underneath, right? Right. But I've had a couple of people that had flat lots and insisted on putting one in that we put a sump pump into. Mm-hmm. It can be done. Usually what I try to do is we'll dig the hole of the trampoline when we dig the pool right and then i'll just come in and flash the walls just to basically hold everything in place and then not have something that varmints can be digging and burrowing under did you say varmints Uh, i said varmints all right so critters varmints i'm fixing to go out and get rid of the varmints you know another thing you could do is if you had the right setting is you could almost have a ford underneath it if you had a little door to get into it we wouldn't want to be in the middle when somebody's jumping on it. That would be an interesting experience, yes. But the other thing you could do is take your Christmas lights and just string them up on the trampoline if you happen to have a safety wall around one. So, oh, the safety nets that they put on them? Yeah, yeah. so you can hang out around Laura that. probably has all kinds of great ideas for trampolines. Just as long as there's one person on it, she's got good ideas for mm-hmm. it. But those are pretty cool setups that do entertain. Sometimes people are like, if I'm going to go outside and play... I don't have anybody to play with. And so some of these activities, yes, it helps to have somebody with you, but some of them you can do by yourself too. Well, a trampoline is certainly something you can do on your own. However, if you got hurt, that might be a challenge. My niece, Madison, she loved jumping on a trampoline. So when I'd visit Boise and go to my sister and brother-in-law's place, she would be out there all the time just bouncing. And boy, could she get high. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... And that do quite well at that. And there's competitions that they do with that gymnastics. It's pretty cool. So one thing that I don't see much anymore, but we had a lot of fun with it. And I actually saw that you can get them pretty cheap is play croquet. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you want to go out there and it's a obstacle course putting situation. Yeah. My problem with croquet is the same problem I had with golf when I played a lot of golf and that it was, I wanted to hit a 500-yard drive every single time, and and it's hard playing croquet because it's really, it's like golf in the sense that it's a strategy game, getting the right position and everything. That's a fun game for sure. Oh, yeah. One thing also that you can do, which my daughter would enjoy, is just hang some lights up, put on some music, and have a dance party. Not so much me, but that was something that she thoroughly enjoyed. You're probably a good dancer. I am not yet. We share that experience. I'm going to work on those skills. And My wife would love that if I could actually two-step with her around a dance room. And she actually is a really good dancer. And one of our first dates years ago was actually in Arizona at Tombstone at one of those little bars in downtown Tombstone. Yeah. And she said, you're going to learn to dance right now. And Line dancing? It wasn't line dancing. I don't know that I'm up for line dancing, but oh, okay. it was just two-stepping. Okay. Which has, what, two steps to it? That would be logical. Yeah, there you go. There's all kinds of things you can do with a ball. So we can play volleyball. We can play basketball. We can play wiffle ball. So those are all things that dodgeball. Throwing a football. Throwing a baseball. Football. Throwing a softball. Yeah. Get out there. Play catch. Play catch, yeah. If you have dogs, that's another thing. You got to play with dogs. We walk the dogs almost every night and every morning. Heather does it most of the time. When I have time and I'm up to it, we walk the dogs. And it's, again, just nice to be outside. Yeah, my dogs like me to play ball with them. Oh, I bet they do. And they probably walk you anyway. Yeah. Yes. I put some of them on a leash. It's like being towed around like a boat. My Uh, point. Exactly. Yeah. 
jump rope. You a fan? It's good exercise. It's good exercise. It really is. Oh, yeah. All the boxers I know do a lot of mm-hmm. jump rope. That's a pretty hard workout sometimes. Mm-hmm. The deal is to just stay active, get your blood moving and your circulation. This is one of the analogies I talk to people about with a swimming pool is there's a circulation system here, just like what's in your body. And yeah, one's organic, one is not. But at the same time, they have a similar function. And getting that circulation, drinking plenty of water, all that stuff is very important. So when you play golf, have you ever played Frisbee golf? I have not, but it looks like it would be pretty fun. You can set up a pretty easy course. Just put some tubs or bowls in the backyard and throw at those type situations. But even a Frisbee. Yeah. A boomerang. There's all kinds of stuff to play with outside that doesn't cost a lot of money to get. You told me earlier what they recommended, which I was surprised it was so low. And you also said a lot of people don't even get that. And as I recall, it was two hours a week, 120 yeah. minutes. 120 minutes. That basically boils down to what's under 20 minutes a day. You could do 20 minutes a day and take one day off. Yes, you could. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love being out on jobs so much because I'm out in the outdoors, breathing the fresh air and seeing projects. And it's just nice to get out of the office and nice to get into the atmosphere. This time of year, it's great, especially if you have a nice sunny day to soak up a little bit of warmth in the cool weather. It's enjoyable. And as I recall, when we were chatting earlier, you had a pretty long list of stuff, all stuff that I think all of us are aware of, but we don't often think about it. It was pretty lengthy list. I don't think I even let you finished. Yeah, we've done a few of the things on here, but there's quite a few more. So one of the things that I think is fun is to do orienteering with a compass. You ever done an obstacle course with that? I have not. Were you a Boy Scout? I was a Boy Scout for a very brief period of time and they didn't do enough cool stuff. So I quit and just went backpacking by myself. I didn't make it to Boy Scouts. I think I was either in Cub Scouts or Weeblos. I think Weeblos was first, then Cub Scouts. And I think during Cub Scouts, they're like, yeah, you're probably not good material for this. And I gave up on it. That probably isn't what happened, but I just, I didn't pursue. There's people that get Eagle Scouts and they got some skills. Oh, yeah. But it's fun just trying to show people directions with a compass. Because a lot of people, when you say north or east or south or west, they don't have any earthly idea. That's my wife. It is. Yeah. So it's a helpful skill to have. Although it's funny, if you don't have your phone and your Google Maps, a lot of people would never be able to get anywhere anymore. I just about have to use GPS now because Phoenix is set up on a grid system. Right. And it makes perfect sense. Literally, it's pretty easily to get around there. Here we got the spaghetti roads and they're all over the map and there's 15 different ways to get somewhere. You know, you could pass an exit and go get all frustrated about it, but just recognize that it's going to reroute you to yet another way to get there. And oftentimes there's little treasures along the way. Oh yeah. So it's an adventure driving here in the Metroplex. That's for sure. So we can make this list really long or we can just say, there's other things that you should go look and explore maybe find out, talk to somebody and go do something instead of just saying, I don't know what to do. What do you want to do? And for those that are listening that are wondering why Mike and I are talking about this, just to be clear, we're really trying to focus on health and wellness like we talked about. And some of this may not seem like it applies to pools, but it applies to outdoor living and it applies to being healthier and helping your children learn maybe some different skills and stuff. And so it ties into the broader picture of really what this podcast is all about. Living. Yes. So 
get out of your house, live a little, mm-hmm. and you'll have a lot of fun. And I think that would make us later on, you may want to send in some things to us and give us some ideas that we left off the list that were successful for you and your friends and family. Yeah, I love it. That's exactly how we're coming up with a lot of stuff is we get a lot of input, not only from our families, but from friends, from other people within the industry. And the questions that come in over the website, please, we're looking for as much of that as possible. We're here to serve you. One thing that we can do also is with, as Kevin alluded to, is the questions, the questions that we cover every week and we try to facilitate answers from. If you can, we keep saying go to the website. If you happen to be on an Instagram account, you can post the question there too. We can address it there. Sometimes it's easier to do something like that because you're already following something along. Or if you happen to be on me or Kevin's accounts the same way, you can post a question there. So feel free to get us the questions and we'll try to get answers for you on those particular things. Great advice. Because you're right. Clicking on another link and trying to figure that out. And we encourage you to absolutely get connected with us, ask questions on any platform for sure. Awesome. All righty. So that wraps it up for today. We appreciate y'all listening. Looking forward to the next episode. I'll take care. This show is all about helping you become a better buyer, a better pool owner, and hopefully you're going to find some insights into how to enjoy your pool even more so, how to help your friends, your family, anybody looking to buy a pool in the future or that want to remodel their backyard, add an outdoor fireplace, fire pit, add an outdoor kitchen area, add some shade cells or whatever else it is. We want to be that resource for you, and that's the end goal here, and we promise that there's going to be a ton of information. We'll try to go through it, you know, as relatively quickly, but also slow so people can understand. But the intent of the show, the reason Mike and I are doing this is because we just got a lot in our heads and we want to share it. So we hope to see you here every single week. Thanks for listening.